Hi, welcome back or welcome to the podcast. I am going to be talking about a book named Black. Let's just get started with the prologue, which is in Switzerland. Carlos Miserian and Va- and Sven, uh, I think Svensson, Svensson. I'm just going to call him Sven for the rest of this book. Are introduced quickly eating steak in an empty room. Carlos was afraid of any, wasn't afraid of anything. Ever since he's dealt with the Israelis, but Sven was fearful, in a weird way. Even though he acknowledged that he was just like any other man, it just he just didn't. He was just kind of scary. Carlos followed Sven into a library as he thought about the possibilities of biological weapons, creating a disease, then being the only ones to produce the vaccine. Sven broke the silence and told Carlos he was needed in Bangkok for the raisin vaccine, which was once thought as a useless weapon, became useful when a person explained to the scientist he found information through his dream. The man, Thomas Hunter, needed to be questioned either consensually or by force for his information. Chapter 1, Thomas walked down an alley after asking, wait, after closing up his job, but someone shot at him twice as he walked out. He began running for his life and remembered his days as a kid when he'd have to do this from Mexican gangs, but they had knives and clubs. This one had a gun. He remembered his karate instructor's advice and went to hide, but the assailant found him. They fought and Tom put him on his back and ran home, hoping they didn't know where he lived. Then something hit him on the head and he collapsed. Chapter 2. Tom woke up but couldn't remember anything that happened or where he even was. It looked like he was in a forest, but the trees looked fake and artificial. A man who introduced himself as Bill came and asked how Tom was. He said he couldn't remember anything, but Bill walked to the river to try the water. He went totally crazy over the water and told Tom he had to try it before running away. Tom sat down and his hand touched the water, shooting electricity through his body, and suddenly he felt pain. He decided to not drink the water and run until he fell and saw hundreds of bats look over him, with one right next to his face. It had big red eyes. The bat revealed its yellow teeth. Tom screamed, and then everything was black. Chapter 3. Tom had woke up woken up in the alleyway the bats were only a dream it seemed like he wasn't sure how long he was out if those men knew where he lived or if his family was safe but he wanted to get to his house before his his sister came off of work at 2 a.m if it wasn't past that already he had passed out he wondered wondered what even got him into the situation He was in an army family. He lived in the ghettos. His dad left his mom, and his mom would lose to depression. He came up to his house and opened the chest full of his sister's favorite books, but realized if someone was following him, he should shut off all the lights, draw the blinds, and get his machete. He called his mom to make sure that she was okay, changed into new clothes, then thought about what he would tell his sister before falling asleep. Chapter 4 Tom woke up and realized he wasn't shot in the head, and that was all just a dream. But he was banged on the head by a rock, and he had cut his foot. He tried to remember something before his fall, but instead he stared at the bats. There was a buzzing sound, but 
He didn't know where it was coming from until he saw the ground was fully covered in flies. He sat back and touched the water and suddenly felt entranced by it until red came off his fingers and a white bat appeared in the sky. It had green eyes, alerting Tom to follow it. He tried to run, but the flies ate through his flesh, and the bats bit at his skin. He turned left into a tree and broke his arm, but persisted until he saw a green mirage, maybe a heaven. He threw himself into the water and landed on the grass until he became unconscious. Chapter 5 Tom woke up confused, wasn't sure which reality was actually real. His sister, Kara, came home and told her... And he told her about his dreams and his confusion. She called him crazy and tried to go to bed until he mentioned that he was shot in the head. He told her what happened and that he borrowed $100,000 from the mob to help his mom, his sister, and himself. Carl called him stupid and wondered what they were going to do. They could go back to the Philippines, but Carl refused. She fixed his wounds, gave him medicine, and Tom dozed off. Chapter 6. Two white bats drag dragged Tom's unconscious body into the temple while Gabil told Michael, the two bats, about how he escorted him here by flying in, but the black bats got him good. Michael, Michael was thankful he didn't drink the water and went to do something until a woman named Rochelle came in. Rochelle was appalled by the actions of the black bats and watched as the white ones prepared the water to heal him, but she felt very strongly about this man. She was 21 and one of the last women not to choose a man, but she wanted this one. She saw that he was unmarked, making sure no blood got in her, and healed him himself after drinking the water. Tom had woken up, relieved that he wasn't in Denver, but suddenly scared of the black bats. He sat up and saw his body was actually healed, and the white bats asked how he, how he was feeling and introduced themselves, as well as Rochelle. Rochelle walked towards him and told him that she had chosen him after introducing himself. Then she ran into the forest. Chapter 7. Carl woke up and went to see Tom sound asleep and started thinking about how he, it was unfair to judge his stupid decision. He declined Harvard just to save his mom and herself. She remembered the school days. Even though he was two years younger, he was strong mentally and physically against his bullies but would cry at night where Carl would then help him out. She put a blanket over him and said, we'll get out of this, we always have. Tom talked to the white bats and told them that he couldn't remember anything but his dreams. They told him that although his dreams weren't real, he remembered the histories of ancient Earth very well. Before the spread of the Great Virus in 2010, that spread across Earth in three weeks from a French-made virus, then went into a war. M Michael and Gibble introduced themselves to refresh Tom's memory, then explained the evil nature of the Black Forest and the good nature of the green. If he had drinking the Black Forest's water, they would have claimed him. Bill is nothing but an illusion to lure him into the water. The white bats led Tom somewhere to explain more history while he was fascinated by the trees of glowing colors. They then told him about Rochelle's choosing and was hopeful he would choose her back, but Tom wasn't interested in romance at all and became if he even wanted to choose her. They told him that he would love her, but he wasn't convinced. Nevertheless, they went further into the forest. Tom asked how long it'd be before he'd find his family, and Mikkel said news is slow, so it could take up to a week, but he could be with Rochelle during his wait. He asked if he had to pretend to love her, but Mikkel said that it wouldn't be pretend. You'd just assume it's real until it happens. 
They showed him around the town and gave him different colored fruit for him to eat. Akel then mentioned that Tom should talk to Tanis, who was a fan of the Black Forest, of its being, that is, and Tom would be of help to knock some sense into him. Mikhail said that he had to leave and to stay still until he comes back or until the gathering happens at the lake. He left and Tom looked at the town and wondered where Rochelle was before he fell asleep. Chapter 8. Tom woke up to the happiness that Denver was all a dream, but everything felt so real. Carr asked if he was okay and he explained that this was all a dream. To prove it, he told her about the virus that would happen this year. She didn't believe him, so Tom ran to go jump over the three-story balcony to prove it, but Carl convinced him otherwise. Carl told him that it was absolutely crazy because he wasn't sure if that one was actually fake or if both of them were real, and so Tom decided not to jump over the balcony, just for his safekeeping. Carl then got the morning paper and saw that Tom's virus theory might actually happen. It was on the headline about the raisin vaccine. They decided to treat both dreams as real, but Kara wanted to prove that these were the histories by making Tom fall asleep to ask about ask the bats, who she found absolutely crazy, to tell him the winning horse in the derby race that happens in six hours. Miguel was talking to his master and expressed worry over Tennis's dreams. He didn't want him to talk to Tennis either, but the master told him not to get involved with human affairs. Then Miguel flew off to Tom again. Chapter 9, Mikhail woke, up, woke Tom up to walk to Rachel's house. Unfortunately, he missed the gathering. Tom asked Mikhail if he could tell him who won the Dory in 2010. He protested and said that he wasn't sure if he should tell Tom, who seems obsessed with his dreams, but reluctant into it if he promised not to ask about the histories again. It was Joy Flyer. They walked into a beautiful, colorful village where Tom was astonished. He asked how long the people lived here, and Mikhail stopped in shock to tell him that no one ever dies. They stopped at Rochelle's house and told him to wait until she came back. If he doesn't feel the love, just pretend. Tom protested and said what if he didn't want to be in love, but Mikhail said it was ridiculous. He was human after all, of course he wanted to be in love. The white bats walked away, and Mikhail muttered something under his breath, hoping that Rochelle didn't bite off more than she could chew. Chapter 10, Rochelle and a man named Joanne, his brother, I mean her brother, looked for Tom outside. Rochelle and Tom complimented each other and they exchanged a handshake that seemed innocent but also sensual at the same time. They invited him in for dinner where Tom met her parents. The house was beautifully made of wood and was very colorful. They had taken food to eat for dinner, then all started hysterically laughing at nothing but the joy that filled the room. The family then sang a song that moved Tom to tears, then into a deep sleep. Chapter 11, Kara woke Tom up and then told her that the winner was Joy Flyer. She marveled at his answer as Tom realized that his head wound was completely healed even though he was only shot 10 hours ago. Kara was even more shocked before and decided to call the CDC about the virus, but they hung up on her. Tom then tried to call another source that listened for a bit until I got to the head of the office and claimed that he was trying to defame a company and to call the CDC instead. They talked about what they should do until the guys chasing after Tom stopped in front of his house. He told Kara to grab her clothes and passport and to follow him outside of the apartment. Kara has decided to acknowledge Tom's dreams as real. 
at least information was, and to go to the CDC headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. Chapter 12, Tom and Carl were on a plane to Atlanta with Tom still trying to convince her that his dreams could be real, maybe even more real than this one. In his dreams, both realities made sense, but in this world, the others seemed absurd. They got off the plane and headed towards the CDC headquarters where they had to get paperwork done. Tom asked when he could go in and the re receptionist, Kathy, said when someone was available. When Tom went up again, she snapped at him to sit down despite his urgency. Tom then pretended to choke himself and go crazy, which caught Kara's and the worker's attention. Someone asked what the problem was and escorted him into his office. The guy, an assistant director for infectious diseases, listened to Tom's story and basically threw it aside as crazy talk. Kara got angry and took up for Tom and even said that she bet $15,000 on Joy Flyer. The assistant director claimed def defamation of Tom and condescendingly congratulated Kara on her win, obviously not believing a word that they said. She told Tom that she won over $300,000, which would pay for his debt and help him fly to Bangkok. Chapter 13, Sven told Carlos about Tom going to the CDC about the virus, and Carlos was pleased. It seemed like a blessing from Allah. He thought about how he met Sven, how he knew about Carlos's past, and offered to help him on his mission. Carlos agreed to Sven's plan of biological warfare as long as Carlos was the muscle. They planned this virus very carefully and now had Tom confessing its power. He'd be in Bangkok in a few hours. He prayed to Allah, then rode off in his Mercedes. Chapter 14, Joanne told Tom to come follow him to help him find Tom's village. Joanne introduced Tom to Ismail and Lafva, the latter of which he pronounced the name wrong, before he saw Rochelle who walked towards him seductively. Tom was totally hypnotized by her until she just kind of walked past him. She didn't say anything or almost looked like she wasn't even intending to come to him. And so he continued to walk forward and pretended nothing happened until they met a woman named Maria who said Tom looked like a descendant of Theo. Joanne raved at Tom with love to Nis, a storyteller, and gave him a line to help him remember more about the colored forest. It was made by the trees of the the wood of the trees. Tom met Tennis who wanted to talk to him about the great romance. He explains that the people are a lot like Elon. Eon? Elon? Elon. The village when he comes to love when it comes to love. He then explains how to impress the limit along with Rachel's dad. Polista help him along with Michelle's dad, Polis, to help him personalize the experience. Tennis then found out Tom knew of the histories and wanted to talk more about it. He was even more excited to hear that he was in the Black Forest. Tennis started to strive to kill the Black Bats, but Tom strongly advised against it. Tom started to become faint after learning some of the moves Tennis knew, surprisingly easier than in his dreams, and then fell into a deep sleep. <sighs> well, he actually fainted. <laughs> Chapter 15, the plane was arriving to Bangkok and Kara asked if he learned anything from his dreams. He said no, but that this dream was possibly going to help him with the real world, or maybe the other way around. Kara proposed that he treats both worlds as if they're true so he can get things done. Unfortunately, Tom didn't have a plan to stop the vaccine announcement. Kara ended up asking about Rochelle to help him impress her. Tom said that she was religious and Kara said to keep religion and politics out or maybe just find a different girl. 
Tom starts driving to the company with Kara as the navigator. When they get there, they are met with a guard who says that they can't come in if their name isn't on the list. Tom tries to warn them, but a second guard comes and tells them to go or they'll shoot. Tom used the moves he learned from Tennis to take them down and gun for the gate, but more guards shot and they decided to drive away. Carl was impressed by his kick and said that he could use knowledge and skills from both realities. He needed more sleep and dreams. Chapter 16, Tom woke up from a, a yellow fruit and was told that he was only out for a few minutes. Tennis asked if he dreamed. Tom said yes. The tennis asked if he read about Napoleon. He thought if he could, if he taught Tom how to fight, he would give him histories. Tennis didn't express wanting to fight in the Black Forest with weapons, which Mikhail <coughs> said, make love, not war. Tennis went on his way and told Rochelle Tom was waiting for her. As she ran up the hill, Tom asked Mikhail for advice to seduce her. He suggested waiting under a tree. Tom began to chase Rochelle as she would appear and disappear in the trees of the forest. He remembered to woo her with a warrior story that was taught by Tennis and her father and tried to fight off the imaginary black bats like Tennis had showed him, but failed with his kick. Rochelle showed him how to do the moves gracefully, but said that they'll pretend that he actually did it. She then walked towards the village and said that she enjoyed their little game. Tom decided to come with Rochelle, and she quizzed him on different fruits in the village. They stopped, and Tom told her about his dreams. She asked if he learned to romance in those dreams. He started to flirt with her, and she praised him, then went back home. Tom thought about going back to the Black Forest. Maybe he would gain back his memory. Chapter 17. Tom and Kara waited for the owner of the company, Monique de Rosalind, to come out to warn her. Kara asked if Tom was okay, but he admitted he was very tired possibly not getting enough sleep because of waking up in other reality. When the owner came out, Tom yelled at her but was ignored until he said that he was from the CDC. He told her he needed to talk about the vaccine. She agreed after he announced her. Tom wasn't pleased, but Carl convinced him to wait. Monique's speech contained information that the vaccine will be shipped to Africa in 24 hours. This worried Tom, and he wanted to talk to her quickly. He told her what he knew, and she walked away unimpressed. He decided to do something very crazy. He took one of the guard's guns, put it against Monique's back, and pretended to hold Kara as a hostage as well, to make sure that Monique would listen. Chapter 18, Tom took Monique upstairs through the elevator and told Kara to get her dad and pretend that she doesn't know him. Monique asked what he wants, and he explained it was all a dream after she said that she assumed that she was a competitor for the raisin vaccine. Carlos sat and watched as the American, Tom, did his job for him. He was planning his own terrorist attack, but now he waited for the perfect time to go. Monique thought Tom was crazy after hearing the story and tried to get some way out of the position. She tried to tell him about her childhood and even spoke Talaga. Wait. Tagalog, but Tom wasn't falling for it. Tom made her tell him more about the vaccine, and he learned that it was almost like a virus. He decided the only way that she would believe his dreams is if he told her information that he'd never knew. They agreed on stuff about her dad, or if he couldn't find that stuff about the vaccine. He tried. He tied her up and gagged her to fall asleep. She pitied him, but also thought he was mad. Chapter 19 Tom woke up and ran to the bridge that connected the color forest with the black forest. He hesitated, but then stepped in front of the bridge. A wall of 10,000 black bats lined the riverbed, and a human 
like bats, stood in the middle of the bridge. He told Tom to come, and he stepped forward a bit. He offered Tom a fruit, but he refused the offer. The leader, Tale, told him that everything the people in the colored forest had told him was fake, and that he dreamed of the histories because he ate some of the fruit in the black forest. He said that Bill was also real, and they crashed into another planet with a spaceship. Tom ignored that and instead asked about the vaccine. Before Tell I told him, he had Tom step closer, and then he kind of cut his hand. But he eventually said that it took 179.5 degrees Fahrenheit to mutate, and the antivirus was cut and spliced at the 5th and 93rd nucleotide. Tom considered the spaceship possibly again, and Tilly said that he'd show him the spaceship if he brought Tennis to the bridge. Tilly told Tom to eat the fruit as an agreement before Bill shouted his name. He looked beat up from the black bats and was dragged back into the woods. Before Tilly could explain, Mikkel came down and told Tom to run away. Chapter 20. Carlos had broken to the room where he saw Monique tied up and Tom asleep. He assumed Tom didn't know what he was doing, but after entering the room... He saw that he had the body of a fighter. Maybe he underestimated him. Carlos knocked Monique unconscious, then forced her to swallow an explosive that he could detonate from 50 meters away. Tom started to mumble in his sleep, and Carlos thought about killing him, but he said that he needed Tom. Mikkel flew through the forest, and Tom follows as he thought, told him everything that Tilly told him was a lie, and needed to see Elon. They went through the forest away from the village and went to a lake. Tom wanted nothing but to drink the water from this lake, but instead dived in. He felt pressure, but it was pleasurable, as Elon said. said that he loved Tom, but, but he doubted him. Tom apologized and went through a painful tunnel. He remembered his entire life and entered his soul, but desperately wanted to die from the pain. Suddenly, it was pleasurable again from Elon, and then Tom was pushed up to the shore. He coughed the water from his lungs. Mikkel said that he was only there for one minute, but it felt like hours. Although he said during diving in was unorthodox, he asked if Tom remembered anything, but he only remembered the histories. He wouldn't go back unless he slept, but he felt like he just slept for a week, never wanting to sleep again. Chapter 21, Monique woke up and remembered that an intruder came in and he was still in the room, pointing a t- gun at Tom. She yelled for Tom to wake up, and he shot up and quickly fought the gun out of the intruder's hand and asked what he was doing. He said that he was there to get Monique, but Tom didn't believe him. Tom shouted out the nucleotide basis for the vaccine, leading Monique to believe Tom's dreams, while the intruder reached for his jacket. After Tom got confirmation of Monique's stress, he ran towards the intruder and hit him before he could reach his jacket. Uh, Carlos and Tom fought for control. Carlos had stabbed him twice, but Tom grabbed the knife and got one stab in before Carlos broke his wrist. He wasted. He had wasted time. He needed to get out of here. The intruder had run from Monique and took the gun from under her legs. Tom said he won before he shot him in his leg. He demanded Tom to go on his bed, and before uh, getting Monique, he shot him in the stomach and the chest. A secretary named Gaines was driving from the airport when a friend named Bob had called him about Tom. He said he sounded like a nutcase but had predicted the derby race with his sister winning over $300,000 from it. Gaines considered Tom's effort in the spread of information and thought it was an interesting case to look at. 
chapter 22, Rochelle woke Tom up and had figured that he was falling in love with her. They ran and played in the forest before they sat down and talked about Tom's dreams. Tom didn't want to mention them, but decided to tell her since she asked. She didn't like how real his dreams felt or that he was saving another woman in those dreams. Tom reassured her that it was all fake and that he tried not to dream. Rochelle responded, or better yet, dream of me. Tom and Michelle went to the gathering, where he talked to Elon again. The god told Tom that he loved him, while Tom shouted it as loud as he could into the air. Tennis asked the group who Elon was, and they all responded, their creator. Elon then told Tom to go to the cliffs where he is met with a boy who seems very wise. He asked him about his dreams and Tali. The boy says the Black Forest gives the people a choice to love, but his dreams would both be real. The boy also told Tom he could stop his dreams with fruit, but that'd be something for him to decide on his own. Chapter 23, Carl woke Tom up in bed sheets covered in blood, but he was completely healed, possibly because of the water in his dreams. He's accepted the fact that both realities are probably real, and he made the raisin virus happen. He then said that he could tell them about the antivirus, but Tilly cut him when he told him. He couldn't really remember. He had been tricked. Tom talked to Monique's dad about the vaccine and tried to convince him to test the virus under heat. He didn't believe Tom and said that he was probably hiding his daughter for money. Tom countered that he'd actually get a call for all of the virus samples instead. When Raisin got the call, he started to believe in Tom way more. Chapter 24, Tom was placed in house arrest for the time being while Carl and him struggled to remember the information from Tilly, but to no success. He then asked to talk to Raisin to ask about mourning some of his connections about the virus. Yields less damage to the company than if he did it himself. Tom tried talking to multiple companies, but none were interested in his speech. Carl suggested going to sleep to get the information he needed. It was three in the morning after all. <clears throat> Before he decided to sleep, Raisin's secretary said Merton Gaines wanted to talk to him. Gaines had listened to Tom's story and decided to tell the cabinet, including the president, about it, but not to inform the public because they could panic. Chapter 25, Tom woke up and the world was upside down. Literally. McKellar reassured him and said Elon was just playing around, but he should play with all the others. There seemed to be limited gravity. Everyone could jump super high into the air. The world began to go back to normal during midday. The world turned back to normal and Rochelle asked Tom if he wanted to kiss. They did and he suddenly remembered that he has done this before with another woman. Rochelle told Tom Tennis was looking for him and started to walk away, but Tom asked her where she'd wanted to be rescued. She replied, in a fictional story, in a white cave full of bottles, a day's walk from the colored forest east. When she's rescued, she expects a real kiss. Tom began to think that the two realities were dependent on each other, and he's learning how to save Rochelle because he has to save Monique. Tennis came up and began to ask about the histories, but when Tom refused, they decided to practice fighting instead. After a couple hours, Tennis asked Tom what they could use to destroy the black bats. Tennis suggested using a nuclear bomb or possibly guns, but Tom thought the idea of attacking the bats was ridiculous altogether. Tennis then asked Tom that if he could help him and Joanne with an invention that they made. Tom saw that they were making a sword and a canoe. They planned to float into the Black Forest and decided to see if they could float to Joanne's satisfaction. 
They pushed it and it sank to the bottom. Too heavy to float. They decided they started laughing and when they were done, Tom suggested getting another idea and asked for one fruit that prevents dreams and another that allows sleep on command. Chapter twenty six, Tom woke him woke up and urgently needed to make a map that Rochelle told him. He demanded Rizin to get everyone that he knew knows about Thailand and a map of Thailand. At first he wasn't buying it, but once Tom tried to walk away, he agreed to his request and called Gaines to tell him where she is. Tom talked to Gaines and requested him to be on his side and make Thailand a bit more cooperative to his request even though he was on house arrest. He then asked a Thailand guard one that he beat up earlier, about Rochelle's story, and he pointed to an abandoned plant. Tom ordered Rosin to have his pilot bring him to that place. Chapter 27, Carlos brings Monique to Sven, who had tied, wait, who has ties with her father, meaning that she can't be released until she's no longer a threat because she can identify him to the police. Sven told her all the information that Tom already told her, but with more conviction. He had spies in her lab. This terrified her even more than before because that's private information. You know, having spies in your laboratory is really bad. Um, Carlos told her about the bomb in her belly, and if she tries to escape, it'll explode. Tom and... Muta, the bodyguard that was provided to him, had been dropped off an hour away from the site. Muta held a gun while Tom had a machete, although hand-to-hand combat seemed out of the question for a guy like Carlos. Tom began to doubt and considered he could be wrong about Monique being here, but rushed into the building anyways. Carlos told Sven that Tom and a bodyguard were in the facility, like mice to a trap. They had surveillance cameras and they knew that they would come here. How they found this place and why they only sent two men was a mystery, but he saw Tom alive and well, which was almost impossible to do after he just shot Tom in the chest and stomach, but pondered whether he should kill him this time again while Sven took Monique to another lab in Switzerland. Tom found and unbound Monique, but she told him that that she'd explode if she left, so he couldn't rescue her. But Monique also told him that they were watching them on the security camera that was in the room. She pulled him in close and told him to pretend that they know each other, and then told him all the information about her father, and to take her ring before he leaves. He was reluctant but ran alone without Monique. Carlos went to chase Tom and shot at him all the way outside. He'd shot many bullets, but one hit Tom in the head and he went down, but miraculously he started to run again. (laughs) That was impossible. He, He was dazed and confused, went back to Monique and punched her in the gut. Maybe he did have to hurt her after all. Chapter 28. Tom remembers running away from bullets, then getting shot in the head, but went to get healed in the forest when he was unconscious, then ran, ran away again. He felt both indestructible and powerless at the same time in the situation. 
When Tom came back, Monique t- uh, Raisin told him that he gave the captures the vaccine. This worried Tom, but he convinced Raisin to finally believe in him, but the history seemed to come true. Gaines started to believe in Tom, but insisted on absolute proof to be 100% with him. Tom was frantic and told Gaines to try and find Sven before it was too late. Tom told Kara that Gaines told him to wait and just dream. He decided that he needed to go to the Black Forest and asked Kara to put him asleep with some drugs. Chapter 29, Tom woke up and Rochelle asked if he dreamt about her. He said he did, then began to ask how to rescue her again, but she interrupted and said that he already asked about that yesterday. Tom told Rochelle he'd go into the forest to figure out a plan. He walked to the place where Tennessee's sword was thrown aside after they um, saw that the canoe sank. Tennis threw his sword to the side but because he was going to use it to fight the black bats. <laughs> so he went to go get that back and thought maybe it could work because it was made out of the colored wood in the colored forest. And the last time he went to see Tele, he still had the lion that Jonah, Jonah gave to him. And they seemed repulsed by it. So he ran into the black forest with the sword and saw the black rat farther away from the bridge as he approached. Tilly came, refusing to look directly at Tom, and asked if he believed he had power over him now because he had that sword. Tom told Tilly to show him the spaceship. Tilly was reluctant and said that wasn't part of the agreement. He needed tennis first. But Tom insisted it was coming to an agreement. Tom began to walk into, then Tom began to walk into the Black Forest. Chapter 30, Tom walked in the Black Forest with his sword in hand and saw the spaceship. He went inside and saw that everything was repaired. He put his sword down to close the door, then Tilly started to move closer. Tom started to see the sword turn black as if it was part of the forest. Until it ordered the black bat to attack Tom after it started to after the sword started to lose its power. Tom t- tried to go t- into the spaceship, but he saw that it had disappeared. It was just gone. So later the back but the black bats dragged him through the forest with him in the field position. Tom had been woken up tied to a cross as they brought in Bill, who was nailed to a cross. His eyes swollen shut, his lips split, and his torso teared up. Tilly said that he was still alive, but if he killed Bill with the sword that he brought in, he'd let Tom free. But if not, they would both rot for a very long time. If Tom killed Bill, Tilly would win, but if Tom didn't, he would still win. No matter what he did, Tilly would win. So he decided to kill Bill so he could survive and use the sword to stand himself up. After he stood up, he remembered that he took a dagger into the forest along with the colored sword. He pulled it out of his back pocket and all of the black bats froze and stopped chanting, kill, 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 and was just shocked at what Tom was holding in his hand. Tilly ordered the bats to attack Tom, but the glow of the dagger killed them as soon as they went close to him. He then ran into the forest, dagger held high, 
so that the bats would go away from him. He ran to find the crossing bridge as all of the bats followed. When he found it, he saw Tennis at the bridge, memorized by a song that Tully was singing, hypnotizing Tennis with a lovely song. But Tom only heard the terror. It was a song of two emotions. He pushed Tennis and told him to run as he came out of the crossing to the river, where he was healed and then suddenly collapsed. Chapter 31. Kara woke Tom up, who was startled and yelled out for Tennis. Tom seemed shaken up and told Carl he didn't learn anything from the Black Forest. Tom expressed a regret about not saving Monique, and Carl put Rochelle and Monique as the same person, but in different realities. Tom was falling, seemed to be falling in love with Monique as he was with Rochelle. Tom got up and said he can't do this anymore. He, He's just Tom. But Kara objected that he was special and he had these dreams for a reason. Monique's dad popped in and said that he was that Tom was right about the virus. New perspective, Carlos brought Monique into the room while Sven held the virus and asked her to help with the antidote. She refused, but Sven gave her 12 hours to decide again or he'll change her mind. Sven then asked Carlos to kill Tom, which he replied that he had already killed him twice, either lying or being beaten by Tom, Sven thought. Monique tried to create distrust between them, but Sven knew better. He knew Carlos way longer than he knew Monique, and he was, she was more likely to create distrust than he was. He now had the risk of being found with Monique and creating the cure, meaning that he'd spend life in prison or die. He preferred the latter. Now, with, with, Tom, with Tom again, a scientist showed Risen, Tom, and Kara how the vaccine can mutate in three weeks. Tom asked for it to be considered a crisis, but they insisted it was only a possibility and an antivirus would take months to develop. Carl gave him the look that he had to do something, which he didn't like. It took him an hour to fall asleep at night. Chapter 32, Tennis left Tom after he had woken up and thought about Tully. How could such a beautiful creature come from the Black Forest? He went to retrieve his sword earlier and found both Tom and the sword was missing, so he decided to go to the crossing. He planned to go again, not to go in the forest, but just to meet Tully again. Tom woke up and started to look for Tennis in the village. He wandered about the different forests and his dreams and considered taking the fruit to stop his dreams altogether. Michael found Tom and warned him that Tennis was running towards the Black Forest and they had to run to try and stop him before it was too late. Tennis talked to Tully and told him he knew that he was clever and to show his real face before they continued. Tilly then persuaded Tennis to taste his yellow fruit to gain knowledge, but first putting his sword at his side. Tilly, instead of being a beautiful black creature, turned into a mangly, ugly one, the one of his true form. He took Tennis took a bite of the fruit that Tilly gave him and felt the strength of power that it held. 
He gave the fruit back. Then Tilly said that he'd give him the fruit that Tom ate to be so wise and dream of the histories. But he had to put the sword down on the railing. Tennis obliged. Tom and Michael had come as Tennis was eating the fruit. Tom urged him to stop, but Tennis believed that Tom was greedy for his power of the histories. While Tilly displayed mistrust by mentioning the spaceship. But Tom never told Tennis about the spaceship, did he? Dentally offered Tennis a pouch to drink from. Tom tried to pull Tennis' bag, but he kicked him in the chest, drank the water, and stepped into the black forest. The black bats quickly attacked him and dragged him in. Then Tilly flew towards the colored forest, being shouting that he was free. Tom ran through the village, at first falling behind the cloud of black bats, but ate some fruit from the trees to gain energy back to catch up with the cloud, and became way ahead of it so he could warn the village. Tom yelled to warn the village of the black bats when Johan led him and Rochelle to the thrall to hide. Outside, all of the people were being torn apart by by the black bats. Tom put his head down while Rochelle and Johan comforted him by saying that it'd be alright. How could Tennis be been deceived so easily? Tom waited for the attacks by the black bats um, to subside to tell Rochelle and Johan that Tennis had drank the water. Their first feelings were that of sorrow. Everything was different now, but they decided to find Elon tomorrow. Chapter 33 Tom woke up terrified and told Carl he needed a distraction, so they went on Yahoo. Tom tried to find out how to make weapons, but the situation in the colored, well, now black forest, made it impossible. Rosin walked in and said Tom was off house arrest. Tom asked for a cell phone and a couple of phone numbers after hearing this. Tom waited impatiently to get on the phone with Gaines as he told him he, he and a couple of special service people will be there in 12 hours. He needed to explain his dreams to them in person. Tom decided to tell Carl what happened in the colored forest, and she insisted he needed to go and find out what was happening there. New perspective, Monica was moved by Sven to a new location where he told her in 14 hours he would release the virus, antivirus or not, so her cooperation would be granted. Chapter 34, Tom had woken up in the forest and checked storage for food. There was a whole jar of fruit. He opened the door to his surprise with no black bats, but the air of outside tainted the wood of the house. Suddenly, he saw Rochelle and Joanne fighting and salvaging over fruit that actually wasn't in the house before. It must have been Tully. Tom tried to stop them, but Michael said that it would be fine. They chose to be evil. After they had fought ruthlessly for food, they lay lifelessly on the ground. Tom rushed to the fruit in the jar, hoping that the air hadn't spoiled the fruit, and he ate one. It gave him more energy, and he decided to give this fruit to the rest of the game. Right before the black bats began to attack, Michael told them to go drink the water of the forest before Tom had to force the door closed. After waiting for hours, Tom decided to find Elon's water, which is only a small pool on the ground now. The boy from before stood on a mountain cliff. It cried out in agony, too loud that Tom thought his head would explode. 
The boy left and all of them dived their heads into the water before it all ran into the ground. Their gray eyes had started turning back normal and their dry skin looked healthy again. Michael told them that that'd be the last of Elon's water for a while. He told them to go east in the Black Forest and to find a desert. That'd be their only chance of survival. The group rubbed themselves with gray ash before walking towards its crossing to confuse the black bats so they wouldn't attack them. Although a flock flew above them, they seemed to not care for them, seeing maybe their black ash did work. Their bare feet were scratched up by the wood that was on the ground, and they would use the juices of their last root to heal their feet. They saw the desert ahead, but a black bat stood in front of them, taunting. Tom told Rochelle and Joanne to run and throw their fruits at the bats. They poisoned the bats. They threw their fruits at the bats that poisoned them, but they attacked them anyways. Joanne had their last fruit, and Tom decided to use it as a shield instead of him throwing it. Once they reached the desert, the black bats stopped following. They couldn't get past. Rochelle graciously thanked Tom for being her hero, even after a little doubt. She kissed Tom, and he noticed her breath smelled like sulfur, which was the smell of those black bats. He gave her fruit and noticed how dry her skin was as well. They continued to walk in the forest for hours. Joanne complained he wanted to go back, but Tom protested. They continued to walk until Tom started to hallucinate. Rachel asked who Monique was, the girl in his dreams. He insisted she wasn't real and it didn't matter and continued walking until nightfall. While Joanne was asleep, Tom apologized to Rochelle for yelling earlier. She was fine, but made him promise to dream of only her. Instead, he dreamed of Bangkok. Chapter 35, Tom sat and examined the virus and explained the virus to a group of people that seemed skeptical. Skeptical. The virus hasn't proven to be deadly, but Tom was just a random citizen and Sven isn't even concerned to have money captured. Tom tried to convince them of his knowledge, but regardless, making worldwide panic about the virus was a bad idea, and Sven was innocent until proven guilty. Gaines had tried to defeat Tom, defend Tom, but he became so fed up that him and Carl left the meeting. As soon as he walked out of the door, Tom felt exhausted and expressed his need to sleep. Carl suggested that he dream until he's a changed person to stop his dreams in Bangkok, even to become a new man. He was chosen for a reason. He needed to use this power. Chapter 36, Tom woke up to the sound of Joanne wailing for Elon. The boy then appeared at the rocks and began to sing, I love you, I need you. Immediately, Rochelle knew it was Elon and started to play tag suddenly and started to play tag. The group followed the boy through the forest until they found another, I mean, through the desert until they found another forest. They continued to play until the boy turned around and asked if they liked the forest. He explained this was one of his seven secret ones and to bathe in the water every day, not to taint it with blood. Before he left, Tom asked if his dreams were real. Elon answered with a riddle and said that he had a lot of writing. He had, had a lot riding on him. This terrified Tom. The group proceeded to go in the water, although it was nothing like the colored forest. It was still pure. Rochelle stopped Tom and demanded he tell her about Monique. He asked Elon about his dreams and always whispered her name when he was asleep. When he told her about the dreams, she thought that the realities reflected each other, but 
if she could stop his dreams, he would. Tom remembered the boy telling him how he could stop dreaming, and they decided to plan their next trip to find the fruit. They searched for the fruit and materials to make shelter. Tom began to build as Joanne astonished at the methods he learned from his dreams. When he was done, Rochelle said that they needed to build rooms soon in their shelter before throwing him a fruit. She wanted him to eat it all. Rochelle had watched Tom sleep for an hour. Of course she was jealous of Nick, but he didn't seem to dream of her. She woke him up and informed her that he didn't dream at all. Rochelle said that he should eat the fruit forever. And he did, for 15 years. Chapter 37, Sven announced in a meeting that he had released the virus in 12 different places worldwide and that everyone in the room was infected with no antivirus. A man stood up to complain about what he's done before Sven shot him in the head. He asked if anyone else had any objections. He was met with silence. He delighted in the fact that they were on the right side of history. Marcus was granted his life and a million dollars for his assignment to contaminate people with the virus. He smelled it, drank it, and put it all over him to make sure that he was infected. He went and kissed a flight attendant before walking out of the airport, infecting hundreds, maybe thousands, just by walking through. Carlos stopped at the hotel Tom was staying at to make sure he'd stay dead. He had an insider tell him where he slept and in a in a belt that told him if the mission changed. As he reached Tom's door, Kara, his sister's phone, rang. The bell vibrated, but he stayed and listened to see what she was talking about. Kara woke up to Gaines, calling her that Sven um, told him that the virus has been spread six hours ago and Tom could be right. He wanted to meet him in 30 minutes. Carl considered what could happen in Tom's dreams in those 30 minutes. It could be weeks or days. She decided to wake him up after going to the bathroom. Carlos saw Tom in his bed, sweating and bleeding, but still alive. He put the gun to his temple and whispered goodbye to Tom. Chapter 38. Rachel was wrong. Tom didn't eat the fruit forever, but he did for 15 years. When he... Finally woke up, he had a gun to his head and heard the words whispered, goodbye. So that is the book called Black. I hope you guys like it. It's a trilogy. So if you really liked it, this one, I can go read the other two books if you want to. But if you, but... I'm planning on reading some other books. Maybe not all about mystery. Maybe I could do some historical books. Um, anything, really. I can read about anything that you guys want. Um, just tell me what you guys want to hear. And I will see you guys next month. Bye.